One of the blessings in our archdiocese is our youth camp, Prairie Star Ranch, also known as Camp Thekawitha. So when I was a vocation director, I used to spend a lot of time down at our youth camp. They have horseback riding, canoeing, a rock climbing wall, a zip line, and then there's the power pole, which I found as the most terrifying thing at the youth camp. So what this is, is basically a telephone pole that you have to climb up to the top of. And then when you get to the top of this telephone pole, there's a little platform, and you have to stand up on top of this telephone pole without holding on to anything. And then you have to leap off and jump to grab this trapeze bar. Well, I climbed up to the top of this telephone pole, and I'm kind of afraid of heights, and the thought of letting go of everything and standing up was so terrifying, I thought they were going to have to bring a helicopter in to get me down. Finally, I did it. Now, remind you, you're, the whole time you're in this harness, and you're connected with ropes, so there's no way you can hurt yourself. But it's really an image of God, like so often... We get caught up in our phobias, our fears, and we forget that we're in God's hands. We forget the trust. So that's the spiritual lesson of the power pole. It's all about trust, letting go and letting God. Now, if we look at the readings today, the first reading in the gospel about these two widows, they can be summed up with one word, trust. Letting go and letting God. Now, this is a great moment of trust for me because Deacon Mark before the Mass, he said, your homily notes are up here. Well, they're not here. Okay, now i got to trust completely that the Lord is going to remind me of what I was going to say today. Okay, I remember my story. But let's look at the two widows in the Gospel. So first, the widow of Zarephath. Now, here is an example of someone in dire straits. So, first, being a widow in biblical times meant that you had no means of economic support. Now, on top of that, we find out it's in the midst of a famine. And then, she's down to her last meal. This is the way of saying, here is a person in dire straits. You're a widow, it's a famine, you're down to your last meal. Now, Elijah the prophet shows up, and kind of almost comically, he basically says, well, bake me a cake and turn over your last meal to me. And this woman was willing to let go of the last thing she had. What an example of great faith. And what happens? God provides. Her jar of flour did not go empty. Her jug of oil did not run dry. Doesn't God provide for us? Here, Jesus provides everything we need in the Eucharist, His very life. There are some saints who subsisted only on the Eucharist. What about the widow in the Gospel? She throws in her last two cents to the temple treasury, and Jesus says she's placed her whole livelihood in God's hands. This is our call, this absolute trust. 
St. Margaret Mary's feast day was October 16th, and Jesus revealed to her, her sacred, his sacred heart and told St. Margaret Mary what laments him most, what hurts Jesus most, is our lack of trust, our lack of faith, that we fail to abandon ourselves completely to his most sacred heart. And so these are the four words that Jesus told Margaret Mary. Let me do it. Let me do it. As she was dying, she said she came to realize how often she was trying to do it herself rather than letting Jesus do it. Okay, now in the midst of our own anxieties, fears, difficulties, troubles of life, when we start to ponder, what should I do? What am I going to do? Hear those words of Jesus to you. Let me do it. Let me do it. See, because of our fallen nature, our dominant sin is pride. And in our pride, we don't like to ask for help. We don't like to admit our dependence. I mean, this goes back to the Garden of Eden, where Adam and Eve didn't really trust completely in the providential love and care of the Father. And so what did they do? They reached out and grasped for what they thought would bring them happiness. How often do we go through life grasping, clinging to the little we have left rather than abandoning ourselves in trust? St. Paul reminds us in the letter to the Philippians that equality with God is not something to be grasped at. Rather, Jesus emptied himself, taking the form of a slave. See, this is the path to happiness and peace. Self-emptying, letting go, surrender, not grasping, clinging, trying to keep control of our lives. These two women are ultimately really an image of Jesus. They were willing to put everything into God's hands. And isn't that what Jesus did? He surrendered everything. He was stripped of everything. We see this most perfectly on the cross. Think of Jesus on the cross, stripped of everything. And what are his final words? Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. He put his whole life in the Father's hands, trusting that death would not be the end, that he would triumph over death. And his total trust in the Father brought salvation to the world. Just conclude with this. We had our staff retreat this last week, and Father Edward led the meditations. And he told us, he said, you know, most of us pretty much act like practical atheists. What does he mean? Well, he said, we believe in God. We go to church, we pray. But then the rest of the time, we pretty much act like God really doesn't exist. We rely on ourselves. We don't live in the truth of our radical dependence on the Lord. We don't live in this total trust. Look, God doesn't want just a portion. God isn't like, well, I give God you know, my 10%, I appease the Lord, now the rest is mine, and I go on with my life, living for myself. God wants everything. He wants our total trust. It's all of Him. We place everything 
into God's hands. And it's in God's hands that we find our peace.